Welcome to the official podcast of the Milwaukee Brewers. This is Brewers on Tap. Here's the pitch. A It's time to tap the keg with Lane Grindle. Hello and welcome to episode number 88 of Brewers on Tap. I am Lane Grindle with you from Cincinnati. The Brewers continuing their road trip. It began in Atlanta, continuing here in the Queen City. The Brewers 3-3 three and three this past week. Two wins over the Pirates at home. 1-2 and two in that series against the Braves at the new SunTrust Park in Atlanta. And dropping the first game of this series on Tuesday night to the Cincinnati Reds by a final score of 8-6. to six. Travis Shaw and Keon Broxton have been stars. Shaw now has 16 home runs on the year after hitting another one on Tuesday night, and he's approaching 60 RBIs, while Broxton has been surging. Broxton, with a couple of home runs in the series in Atlanta, is now hitting 251. He's raised his average from 224 on June 11th all the way up to 251. He has hits in 14 of his last 16 games. Meanwhile, the bullpen has fired 21 consecutive scoreless innings for the crew, the Brewers sit at 41-38 and 38 overall, and there's still a game up on the Cubs to top the NL Central. Here's what's on the podcast today. We're going to talk with a member of that bullpen, lefty Josh Hader, and we'll also talk to a Brewers prospect, right-handed pitcher Freddie Peralta, recently promoted to AA Biloxi this past week from High A Carolina. The Brewers, of course, made a flurry of roster moves at the start of this week. On Sunday, they optioned Lewis Brinson back down to Colorado Springs, along with catcher Jet Bandy, and they designated utility man Nick Franklin for assignment. As a result, Ryan Braun is back and activated from the 10-day DL, as is second baseman Jonathan Villar. And maybe the biggest piece of news is that the Brewers claimed catcher Steven Vogt from the A's. Vogt, an all-star in 2015 and 16, gives the crew a veteran behind the plate and at it. He also gives Craig Council a left-handed option to put behind the plate as well. All right, let's brew up the past with 1982. Back in against Mesa, who is working from the windup. The 0-1 pitch. Swings, and there it is! A base hit in the right center! He's got it! 3,000 for Robin! Now let's brew up the past. We are just a few weeks away from the 35th anniversary weekend for the 82 pennant-winning Brewers Club. Names like Cecil Cooper, Jim Gantner, and of course, the kid Robin Yount will all be back to help celebrate the greatest Brewers team of all time. The Brewers went 95-67 and in the regular season that year on their way to winning the AL East, winning it on the final day in Baltimore, I might add. They defeated the Angels in the ALCS and eventually lost to the Cardinals in seven games in the World Series. Robin Yount won the AL MVP award in 82. He hit 331. also became the first shortstop in history to lead the league in slugging percentage. They were Harvey's wallbangers from June 2nd on, and the numbers show it. Cecil Cooper hit 32 home runs. Ben Ogilvie hit 34, and Storman Gorman-Thomas smacked 39 to lead the club. Yount contributed 29, and catcher Ted Simmons smacked 23 long balls. They hit it far and often, and they took pride in it. Jim Gantner wasn't a home run hitter. He hit just four that year, but he loved the moniker the team carried just the same. Yeah, you know, not me, but, you know, <laughs> our big sluggers, but, yeah, Harvey's Wallbangers. I mean, we had a great power team, and we had guys that could hit with average, and uh, guys that got on base. We could steal bases if we wanted to, and, uh, I mean, we were a team that had everything, and uh, good pitching and good defense, and uh, a lot of power and a lot of batting averages, and uh, 
clutch hitters, and we had everything that year. The Wallbangers hit 216 home runs during the regular season in 1982, one of the great nicknames of all time, Harvey's Wallbangers. And we can't wait for July 14th through the 16th for the Philly series when the 82 Brewers are honored. And by the way, Philly's pitching coach Bob McClure was on that 82 Brewers club, so he's going to be able to be there for the ceremony as well. Very cool. Time now to join the clubhouse conversation. Uh, I don't consider myself a platoon player right now. I'm still early in my career. I feel like I'm an everyday player. And uh, in 2015, when I got the opportunity to hit against lefties, I did a pretty good job. It's different for everyone. Um, I think every every hitter has their own plan. But whatever your strong suit is, that should be your plan. Uh, but once I got up, I, it was a little bit of a mentality. It was uh, it wasn't pitching to my strengths. It was trying to pitch to the hitter's weaknesses, and that's where guys get caught up in. Uh, trying to do too much now for the clubhouse conversation josh Hader is our guest here on brewers on tap and of course uh, about three weeks in now to being up in the major leagues with the crew and pitching out of the bullpen this has been i'm sure a great experience for you a lot of fun a lot of memories have been made already but how have you adjusted to being a, a relief pitcher now do you feel like you're getting more comfortable with how often you can be used Oh, yeah, for sure. You know, uh, the biggest thing was just getting into a routine, uh, making sure I had one. And, uh, you know, like I said before, the, the game doesn't change. You know, when I get in there and I get the ball, the job is still to get outs. So, um, you know, I'm, I'm getting more comfortable with it. Um, you know, it feels feels normal to me. You uh, got that first appearance down in Arizona, a couple of base runners on, get the strikeout to get out of the inning. How important was it just to get that first appearance behind you? Oh, it was uh, very important. You know, that was uh, a big adrenaline rush. You know, um, had to get my feet wet and you know, kind of see how, uh, you know, how to handle everything and uh, and go about you know coming into the game and in certain situations and uh, and just really being prepared to uh, execute early on. Josh Hader is our guest here on Brewers on Tap. Josh, you. The Brewers have been pretty clear in up front that you're going to be in the bullpen for right now, but they still see you as a starter down the road. So how do you kind of balance those two things? Are you just all in as being a bullpen guy in 2017, and then you worry about that again in the off season, or what, what, what is your mindset in that regard? Uh, you know, my mindset right now is just you know go uh, day by day. You know, don't think too much about the future. You know, just live in the moment, and uh, you know whatever happens happens. You know, if they uh, you know decide tomorrow that you know I want to be a starter, uh, you know that's that's when I make the move or you know so just staying day by day and you know working with what I got right now Josh um, your stuff everybody knows big time fastball tough angle on it and then of course a, a really good slider as well where do you think that you have the biggest growth left in you um, as a pitcher where you can make the biggest strides yet even from where you are right now uh, you know, I just think it's mostly just staying consistent on everything. Um, you know, I wouldn't say doing too much with the pitches, just uh, being able to command a, a certain pitch uh, in a certain situation um, is the biggest thing um, for me. Pitch efficiency was one of the things that at times um, you struggled with in Colorado Springs. Uh, now that you're pitching out of the pin, is that easier? Because you don't have to worry about, look, i got to try to get to the fifth or sixth. I can just let my stuff go out there and do its work. Yeah, you know, uh, obviously, you know, the walk's still uh, a little up right now. That's one of the things I need to, you know, execute a little bit better. But, um, you know, it's it's just, you know, going out there and, you know, letting everything, you know, play itself out. 
being a young guy in this clubhouse, which there's a lot of young guys in this clubhouse, but a winning team, first place team right now, that has to be a really exciting thing to walk into. Sometimes if you're a young prospect, you're maybe not walking into that situation. That has to make it that much better, doesn't it? Yeah, and also, you know, these group of guys are, you know, a lot of fun. You know, that's the biggest thing is uh, when you're having fun, uh, everybody wants to win. So it, uh, it makes it more comfortable for me coming into the situation. And, uh, you know, it makes the transition a lot easier, um, you know, just going about my business each day and, uh, you know, really just, you know, being on the mound and even being in the bullpen, you know, I, I feel relaxed and, um, you know, ready to go each day. Being in the big league clubhouse the last couple of springs, does that help too when, when, when you walk in here? Oh, yeah, big time. Um, you know, you get, you get to uh, build a relationship with these guys, and, uh, you know, and it just gets stronger and stronger each day. Walking into some of these ballparks for the first time, do, uh, do you take a mental snapshot of it, or are you trying not to worry too much about that and just going about your business? No, I think it's pretty cool. Um, you know, I, I get I just got into uh, photography a little bit, so I bring my uh, my camera around with me and uh, you know try and get uh, some pictures of the stadium because you know uh, it's a once in a lifetime thing. You know, so uh, you never know when when you'll come back or or anything. So you know, you just gotta live in the moment and you know enjoy it. When did you get inspired to get into photography, and what was it that spurred it on? Uh, you know, I actually liked it. Uh, I have a hunting company, uh, Stricken Outdoors, so we uh, started getting into uh, filming and doing photography like that. And then uh, our trainer, Red, uh, he's big into it too as well. So, you know, him and I always talked about it. So, um, you know, that's really what's really inspired me. And also uh, we had a guy, uh, Bobby, down there in Colorado, so... He was a great photographer. So, you know, just, you know, picking their brains and, you know, just learn about different stuff and, you know, get to explore new places. You're into deer hunting, correct? Mm -hmm. you're, you're, you're into that. So are you able to check, like, your cams and stuff from the road to, to see, you know, to get yourself prepared for the fall when it comes to deer season? No, that's the tough part. You know, uh, I got a couple buddies back home uh, that helped me out on that part. But, you know, uh, it's, it's more of a mystery when I get back. <laughs> Josh Hader is our guest here on Brewers on Tap. What's it like making the transition to working with different catchers? Obviously, you worked with Manny Pena a little bit last year, so that had to help. Yeah, for sure. You know, um, that's the biggest thing is, uh, you know, you just talk to your, your catchers. You know, they get to know you as well as you get to know them. Uh, and like I said, uh, you know, being in the spring training, it's it's real easy to uh, build a relationship with, uh, with these guys and, you know, really see, kind of figure out what's working, you know, more so that day and, uh, you know, just executing a plan. Steven Vogt is here now, so I'm sure all of the pitchers will be getting familiar with him over the next couple of days. What will that process be like? Will, that, will everybody try to spend some time with him so you can get on the same page? Yeah, you know, um, I mean, I guess everybody else is different. Um, you know, I, I'd sit down when, when I have the opportunity. I'll sit down with him and, uh, you know, go over my page on uh, what I like to do, what I like to execute, when I like to execute certain pitches, and, you know, get his feedback on what he thinks, you know, because, you know, new guys, you know, they always have different ways, and, you know, you never know uh, what actually can make you a better pitcher and, uh, and ways to uh, execute certain pitches. Well, Josh, we appreciate it. Congratulations on a great start to your career and looking forward to seeing you the rest of this year with the crew. Hayter has been spectacular so far, throwing six and a third innings over five appearances, and he has yet to surrender a run. All right, let's go down on the farm. <laughs> Checking in on the farm.
In AAA, the Sky Sox swept a doubleheader from Omaha and Colorado Springs on Tuesday. Garrett Cooper has contributed a lot over the course of this season, and he's continued to stay hot. He hit his 14th home run in the double dip. Brett Phillips hit his 13th. Lewis Brents hit his homer in both games since returning to AAA, his 7th and 8th home runs of his AAA season. And Jet Bandy even got into the home run parade in his first game for the Sky Sox on Tuesday night. Mauricio Dubon was promoted from AA Biloxi, and he's been in the lineup each day so far. The Sky Sox are 46 and 30. AA Biloxi was off on Tuesday. The Shuckers are 38 and 36, and it's been about Corbin Burns for the Shuckers. The right-handed pitchers putting together what some would consider maybe the best season for a pitcher in minor league baseball right now. He is 2-0 with a .76 ERA since being promoted about a month ago. The Shuckers have also welcomed Freddie Peralta into the fold, and I chatted with Freddie a few weeks ago when the right-handed pitcher was still in high A. Back in Class A advanced last year with Brevard County at the end of the year. Yes. After spending some time in Wisconsin in Class A at the beginning of the year. What uh, has go-round number two been like uh, at this level? Has it been easier a second year in? Uh, well, last year when I moved, well, I, I saw the difference in the hitters. But right now, I can fight right here. Yeah, it's good. I feel comfortable. You, um, you and Marcos have been, in a, in a lot of cases, piggybacking each yes. other, partnered up. Is that fun for you guys? Yes. You're close as it is. It's fun, yeah. I, uh, we like that, so I like when he started again and and going like in the sixth or seventh inning for keeping fine, so for keeping like in in the same in the same spot, you know, like working. So when I start, he do the same. You have big time stuff, um, and I'm sure you take a lot of pride in your stuff when Thank you're out you. there on the mound. What uh, what's your favorite part? Uh, about being on the mound and, and competing? About being on the mound, I, mm, I think that when I know that, that the hitter is uncomfortable, I feel like, oof, like, really good. I feel like, oh, I would strike out this guy right here with my fastball or slider, I don't know. But I feel, I feel great. What, I mean, can you sense it when you have a guy kind of back on his heels yeah. a little bit? Yeah, I can. Yeah. What goes into your sequencing when you're on the mound in terms of how you want to set a guy up? Does it change from batter to batter? Um, or do you kind of have a plan with each guy before you go into each start? Yes, sometime before the game, I talk with my catcher or my pitching coach. He told me about about the hitters. So I know I have idea when I when I I I'm on the mound, so I talk with my coach, and he say, do you know how, how I want to work with this guy? And I say, just let me know, and I will. I will be working with you, too. So we are together right now. And so the hitters, sometimes you have to work, like, different. Sometimes in his fair AB, you have to to work with him, like, like okay, let's start with fast or maybe in the next, the next AB is not the same sequence, you know. So it's different. So you're less predictable. Mm-hmm. Um, you're, you you talked about your fastball, your slider. Which one's your favorite? Fastball. Yeah, it's my favorite pitch. What's your What's your highest reading on the gun this year so far? Uh, I think this year is not too high. 
like 95, something like that. Humble. Not too, not too high. <laughs> You're being humble. Yeah, normal, yeah. <laughs> and, and you like your slider a lot too though, right? Yeah, I like, yeah. Are you always kind of trying to work on it and tweak it a little bit? Yes, all the time. All the time I try to to be working with my my all my stuff, fastball, changer, and slider. So I'm working every day with with my pitches because I have to feel like I think that the best part when you are in the mount in the mount is when you feel comfortable with with your pitches. So. I work every day in my staff. And how important is that changeup going to be for you to, to take the next step as you move forward? The changeup is, I think, is really, really good, important because if I want to pitch in the next level or big league, I have to, I have to be like throwing every time. If, if the best pitch, I think because the hitters see fastball but it's not so i think that if if i won't be playing the big leagues i have to to be working every time with my changer because it's really really good pitch what is this group of guys like that you're getting a chance to spend the summer with mm, sorry what? this group of guys you're playing with what are oh, they like they are they are like I think really good family. They are my family right now. So they have fun um, jogging with me. So Mia with they. So every time we are smiling. So for we are good teammates. Every time I see you, you're smiling. You're a happy yeah. guy, aren't you, Freddie? Yeah, I think I am. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody say that. I don't know why, but the people say that. <laughs> Hey, we appreciate it. Thank you so much. Thank you. The Thank Carolina you. Mudcats, Peralta's former home. They're playing good baseball. The Mudcats are 40 and 34, and they're doing this as one of the youngest teams in high A. Jake Gatewood has started the second half strong, as has Lucas Ursig. His average is all the way up to 247 after hovering around 200 toward the end of May. Ursig is hitting 318 in the month of June. Monte Harrison was recently promoted and hit his first home run in Class A Advanced. That came on Tuesday night. Class A Wisconsin enjoyed rehab stints from Ryan Braun and Jonathan Villar over the weekend, but the young Timber Rattlers are hoping to have some of the big league club's winning ways rub off on them. The T-Rats just 28-46. Young outfield prospect Demi Oromoloy hit his eighth home run of the season on Tuesday night. Weston Wilson was transferred to the T-Rats, and he homered on Tuesday night also. T-Rats should get a boost in a few weeks when some of the 2016 and 2017 draft picks hopefully make their way to Wisconsin, including first-round pick in 17, Keston Hira. He is expected to join the Timber Rattlers in the next month or so. The Helena Brewers are just 3-6 and six so far in the Pioneer League. And speaking of Keston Hira, he's gone 7-12 for 12 with a home run, two triples, and a double so far while playing for the Arizona Brewers in rookie ball. They are 2-1 and one so far. Here's what's on tap. Here's what is coming up for the Brewers. It is a five-county Friday on Friday night, a 7-10 start. Brewers and the Marlins, all residents of the five-county area, save 50% on tickets. Saturday the 1st, it's a 3-10 start. Make note of it. It's a 3-10 start against the Marlins. And at Cerveceros Day, Brewers wear special gold Cerveceros jerseys celebrating Hispanic heritage in baseball. And you also get that Brewers wall flag if you're over 21. You have to be 21 to receive that Brewers wall flag 
first 10,000 fans are going to get this. It features the ball and glove logo inside the state of Wisconsin, and it is courtesy of Miller Lite. And then Sunday, July 2nd, it's the Zach Davies bobblehead. All fans receive the bobblehead of Brewers pitcher. Zach Davies wearing the team's special Stars and Stripes uniforms, courtesy of Clement Sausage. The bobblehead is so detailed that it even includes his forearm tattoo. And, of course, Sunday is a Kids Eat Free Sunday. All kids 14 and under will get a free lunch featuring a hot dog, bottled water, applesauce, and an ice cream treat. Then the Orioles come to town. You get the Miller Monday on Monday. That's a 110 start. Kids and seniors discount day as well. Kids 14 and under, seniors 60 and above. Save 50% on those tickets. Tuesday the 4th, that's a 310 start. Kids and seniors discount day as well. And then Wednesday, July 5th, that is a 610 start. You can call 414-902-4000 or visit Brewers.com for tickets. That is going to do it for us and this week's edition of Brewers on Tap. Thank you for listening. Until next week, when we join you from Miller Park, I'm Lane Grindle. Have a good one, everybody.